Dr. Eugene Drake was an influential figure in the UFO community, and yet he's often forgotten. Today, we'll discuss his foundation of the Fellowship of the Golden Illumination, his contact with aliens from Venus, and revisit our old pal, Madame Blavatsky. I'm Mike. I'm Ian. And I'm Dave. If you're more interested in golden showers than golden illumination, stick around. Let's see if we can broaden your horizons and possibly stop you from peeing on your partner. This is Necronomapod. The penalty for provoking their action is too terrible to risk. The result is we live in peace, without arms or armies, secure in the knowledge that we are free from aggression and war, free to pursue more profitable enterprises. We do not pretend to have achieved perfection, but we do have a system, and it works. I came here to give you these facts. It is no concern of ours how you run your own planet. But if you threaten to extend your violence, this earth of yours will be reduced to a burned out cinder. I was looking into this uh, this Casey Anthony documentary. Yeah. That dropped a little earlier on the day that we were recording this episode. So I got not by us. We didn't drop it. No. I was curious. I was curious as to like the money involved in this, like how much Peacock gave her for that documentary. Yeah. Couldn't find a number exactly. Mm. But she did say that she um she's donating a portion of that money to an organization that helps women that are wrongly accused of crimes. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> the woman has mm, like no shame. A portion. No, man, She's no donating shame. $5 <laughs> to this charity. Yeah. Portion. Yeah. Not specific. Yeah. Hmm. I guess it's kind of admirable how she'll just go down with the ship. It's on a level I don't think any other human being has ever been able to do. Except the guy who <laughs> was the captain of the Titanic, right? Literally yeah. went down with the ship. Yeah. She was just biding her time, right? Waiting like for the even, right offer. Even OJ wrote the book, If I Did It, right? Like, even he was like, all right, motherfuckers, the final truth. Yeah. <laughs> I, w- I would really like to know how much she's getting for this because she had good offers before, right? She- and I gave her five offer five hundred thousand dollars to show her cooter. Yeah, five hundred thousand, right? Yeah. yeah. And she could have just floated away and uh, stayed in the background and you know, not had to do this shameful again. display that she's doing now. But yeah. do you think she's doing it for the money or do you think she's doing it because she feels like enough time has passed now I can clear the air? I mean, I think she's like she's, uncanceling herself. She's like, eh, enough times past. People won't remember me. She's narcissistic enough to believe that like yeah. this this will be like the the tell all. Like I'll have people crying when they hear my truth. I'm not watching it. Nope. My wife uh, was like, "Oh, I wish you weren't recording tonight because I would love to start the Casey Anthony documentary with you." I'm like, "You don't have to fucking st- start it." Yeah, you don't have to worry. I don't want to watch it. I I read enough. I know everything that I feel like I need to know. But in as we were recording earlier or earlier in the night, whatever, she texted me and it's exactly what I thought mm-hmm. it was going to be. She just is sticking to the original story, just going down with the ship. And obviously this is a money grab yeah, from her and Peacock, really. 
Is it just a money grab, or she really thinks she's going to get some sort of redemption, which will That's allow her to towards. use it as a bridge to other opportunities in, That's in society I, where she's been shunned for the past decade? I think that. That think is that's a what it crazy is. amount of delusion. Yeah. You mean as delusional as walking through Disney to take somebody to your office <laughs> that doesn't <Yeah>. exist? <laughs> Like, yeah, I think in her mind, this might be like the be all end all. Like, I'm finally going to get, you know, redemption from this. And I'll maybe be back so. In, maybe in, so. Right. You know, I'll be in the good graces of, of the population and I can go about living my life again. <laughs> I I think there's probably some of that. Yeah. A lot of that probably. What's she been living off of in the meantime? Like, what's her source of income? I don't know. I did read that she Jose sold Bias the rights. Come. <laughs> Wait, what? Said Jose Bias has come. That's what she's living off. Like she's selling it. <laughs> a sperm <laughs> clinic. Like she had a protein <laughs> supply built up. Protein pal. Oh, it's like her nutrition. Yeah, that's okay. what she's eating. I don't know how she's paying the bills. That's how she's eating. <laughs> I was gonna say something. I don't remember. I was, what I was gonna say now. Sorry. Now I'm just thinking about her. <laughs> Something about where she was working or how she's been living. Oh, yeah. She sold some of the rights to Kaylee's pictures. She sold them to ABC for oh, man. a couple hundred thousand. I read that. There's a lot of moral questions here about these people giving her money for her story. Raises a lot of a lot of issues, in my opinion. It makes Nancy Grace look like an angel for just talking about her. Those jurors <laughs> who let that top mom out. Yeah, but no, I'm not going to watch it. I'm, yeah. I have better things to do with my free time. Of course. Mike will be blowing loads on his TV. He won't even be able. He'll need like a squeegee to see the rest of the show. <laughs> like I could just I could just Google the still frames. So that's all I need. Like I don't actually watch that shit. Are you kidding me? What am I going to do? Watch a true crime documentary? The fuck you think I am? Let's put it on mute with Japanese subtitles or something. So you have no idea. That'd be all right. See? That might be fun. <laughs> An interesting experience. So what? It still wouldn't last 30 seconds. <laughs> well, well, alas, let's talk about some UFOs, some aliens, some fun stuff. This Ian, is a very fun story. Ian was hyped, hyped for this one. We're talking about Drake and Eugene Levy. Like this is great. <laughs> Two pop icons of the 21st century. Eugene Drake was a publisher of some of the first literature on UFOs, leader of an early UFO organization, which could be debated if there were actually any members or not, or if it was just him. <laughs> hey, one man shows those are orcs too. It's all right. Uh, discussed alien abductions and was possibly one of the first people claiming to have met extraterrestrials and taken a ride in one of their spaceships. Uh, he's a deep cut in the UFO world. And pretty much lost to history in a lot of ways. But I think he's a super interesting guy. He's kind of mysterious. And I think there's enough evidence that some people pulled from his obscure hmm. writings for other UFO stories. I think that makes sense. What we know about Eugene Drake was that he was born September 22nd, 1889 in Warren County, Pennsylvania to Zachariah Drake and Sarah Drake. He moved to Los Angeles, California around 1910 living with his grandparents and working as a stenographer for a hardware company. In 1917, he married Priscilla Putnam, and they had two daughters, Priscilla and Irene. According to a 1920 census, the family was living in Santa Monica at that time, 
and he listed his employment as working as the manager of a film company. Why does a hardware company need a stenographer? I don't know. Just curious. It's an interesting question. I don't know. Different times. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you remember the Chappelle skit where they had the stenographer on their back? Little person. <laughs> Turn around. Read that back to me. <laughs> I have not seen that one. <laughs> so that great. sounds awesome. We talked about off air before we started recording how we just need to get drunk one day and watch every season of Chappelle. Which we really it's need been to a make long happen. time. We're a little fucking busy the first half of December, though. You know, putting out some content and recording it. Some so. good content. Yeah, I don't know if we've we've discussed this on air, and you know, we're trying to get all of our December shows done early in the month. Dave's going on a vacation. I'm allowing the guys to have a vacation for the first time ever. Oh, what a guy! What a good guy! <laughs> so we're trying to get our stuff done early in December. We're gonna have a few weeks off. What are you going to do with your time? I think I'm going to go to Bob's Big Boy is what I'm going to do. I think you should. We've talked about it. We might have a lunch. I think I'm going to go there tomorrow. What do you think about that? (laughs) You seem pretty set on that. Are you going to go? It's a good burger. Go to Amber's Cabaret after? Um, Possibly. (laughs) (laughs) Daytime shift. Yeah. Never know what you're going to get. (laughs) It's a wild card, man. (laughs) Just go on in and hope for the best. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. It'll be fun. Have a little break. We've never really had a, a break before. Mm-mm. We're starting to have all the content ready to go. Fuck yeah, we are. We're going to get some good shit. Even a best of show coming up in December. We've How about never, that? Never done that before. How about yeah, that? That's new too. If I if there's enough best of clips, who knows? I'd be like, eh. we should call it wasn't really it, that much great it, stuff. Like, like the, sh- the shit of like, <laughs> the, worst, the, sh- the worst, worst of the of. year. Yeah. Here's our worst of. That's <laughs> not bad. <laughs> but not even of the year, right? You're going way back. You got four years worth of content. No, I'm just doing this year. Oh, are you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Best of the year. Okay. Recap 2022. That makes sense. The worst of 2022 <laughs> from Necronomapod. <laughs> Drizzling shits 2022. There you go. It's be Mr. Mrs. Hildebrand calling Mike over and over again. <laughs> Mike! He just signed this loan document. Oh, she gets much more vulgar. <laughs> we'll save it for the best of. I need you to eat my hairy pussy while you're signing the loan document. <laughs> that lady was. I think. I think she got age bombed. She wanted to get fucked. She was she coming was on, hard. I think at she you. was on Halcyon that night. <laughs> she shouldn't have even been working. It was like ten o'clock at night. What you doing at a bank? To the West Coast. Even still, five <laughs> o'clock. They're done. Well, it's they're true. done. What did I say? Ten o'clock. So it would have been seven o'clock. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, don't stay open a minute past four o'clock pal so regarding him being listed as a uh, a manager for a film company eugene did end up owning a film company but in april of 1922 he was arrested for embezzling six thousand four hundred dollars from the new england mutual life insurance company which in 1922 money that's about one hundred fifteen thousand dollars in today's equivalency it's a good bit of money to nice steal. Job. Yeah. Eugene worked there as a cashier and he embezzled all that money to try and keep his film company afloat. One source reported that Eugene had been hiding for a month, uh, being trailed by detectives while the case against him was made. We don't know if he served any jail time for any of this shit, but there were at least records that he stole that money and there was, you know, he was arrested for it. Let's hope not. Insurance companies are the biggest crooks in this country. I have no problem morally with uh, stealing from them. 
That's how he says that. <laughs> <laughs> that was almost like a reverse cowgirl's the best. Takes his glasses <laughs> yeah. off and like looks at us like challenging us to question him. <laughs> He was fired up with that one. <laughs> All right. Fired up. I'm just stating facts. Good for Eugene. <laughs> Maybe. We don't know if he even did it. I like to think Eugene gave that money to the poor. How about that? Mm. He was Robin Hood. I was going to say Robin Hood over How here. about that? I still maintain <laughs> Prince of Thieves is an underrated movie. <laughs> I know. I, yeah, you do think that. You like that, huh? We've discussed it before. Kevin Costner. Yeah, that's a great movie. It's really long. But it's good. I don't remember that being particularly good. I thought it was fantastic. Who else was in that movie? Well, I'm not good at naming people. Uh, oh. Which one I call it? The, um, oh, that guy, yeah. No, the English dude who oh, passed yeah. away, Richard. Uh, oh, now I'm going to have to look it up. And now it's going to be dead air for about 10 minutes. He's a famous dude. You know who was in it? The villain from The Crow, I believe. I think that's who I'm talking about. That guy was in it. I don't think I've ever seen this movie. Mm. Alan Rickman is the the villain. Oh, yeah, that's Snape. Alan Rickman, it's Professor Snape. Yeah, Mike. is that that from? Yeah, from Star <laughs> Trek: Next Voyager. <laughs> Christian Slater, huh? Morgan Freeman. Who else? I'm trying to. I'm, I mean, I'm sure you know these people. I don't know most of these. You people. don't know Morgan Freeman? What do you no, hate saying, America? <laughs> I'm saying the people I know. Tommy Fuck. Yeah. Anyways. USA, USA, USA. That's the most random. <laughs> Why do you have that? Because you were that? hating on America. I, don't I know. was not. I was. You don't know who Morgan Freeman is. I did not say that. I think the fact that I said his name indicated that he was one of the only ones I knew. Yeah, Kevin Costner, Alan Rickman, Morgan Freeman. What else do you need? That's a perfect movie. I don't need anything. It's a perfect movie. I'm not sure the plot was perfect, but I get what you're uh, trying to say. It's very good. Okay. Brian Adams doing the soundtrack. Come Brian on. Adams? Yeah. Like summer 69, Brian Adams? Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, everything I do, I do it for you. I would sing it, but I don't want to steal his thunder. <laughs> he does it well. I do it better, but catch me at karaoke. So following Eugene's trail, the 1923 city directory for Santa Monica has him listed as a bookkeeper. He was also in the 1928 city directory listed as a salesman. The 1930 directory has him too, but does not list an occupation. However, the census from 1930 gives a bit more information. That census lists Eugene as a salesman who lived with his family at 1435 Euclid Street in Santa Monica. He sure is selling something in this story, so I believe it. <laughs> the census said that Eugene didn't serve in World War I, but it doesn't give a reason why. He was, he had signed up, like he was registered. Okay. Eugene showed up in documentation again in 1942 when he had to contact the draft board regarding World War II. He was living at 2503 4th Street in Santa Monica, listed as unemployed, and that's it until 1948. He just went dark. He would have been 53 in 1942, a little old to be worrying about the draft board. No? Yeah, how is he still signing up? <laughs> what the fuck? It's just, Boy, wait a minute. It's Some just nonsense going on here with yeah. the age. Uh, I don't know. He's <laughs> still hiding from that uh, thieving. Like, pal, just get on the radar. You don't, you're exempt. Like, you don't have to be signing up. When Eugene pops back up in 1948, he founded the religious organization, the Fellowship of Golden Illumination in Los Angeles. Mm. 
He was lecturing in churches about the impending golden age, listing himself as a reverend, Dr. Eugene H. Drake. You just throw those titles on. You From just, now on, I'm going to be Reverend Dr. Mike Nalmapak. <laughs> you just say whatever you want. <laughs> so he found his star status later in life. I can relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. It's a good point. <laughs> in 1950, Eugene published a 38-page UFO pamphlet titled Visitors from Space. He dropped the doctor from his title and was going by director Eugene H. Drake. This booklet was the first to be published that detailed a direct encounter with extraterrestrials. The title page illustration was several UFOs of different shapes. One of them was a bell-shaped object with three balls on the bottom, very much like the famous UFO George Adamski would later claim to see and photograph. Which we'll probably do an episode mm-hmm. on that. So a bell end with three balls, that's what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Okay. Wait, what did you say? A bell what? A bell end. Oh, with three balls. <laughs> I was going to say it was like me in college, but. You had three? Still do. Oh. I don't like to brag about it. Is that where the source of the super sperm comes from? You got like extra? It's been alleged. Okay. I've not had any scientific testing done, but, <laughs> you know, you can do one of the, what are those, uh, stress reliever with like the, the balls in your hand. Mm-hmm, you do mm-hmm. that with my testicles. Really? If a girl wanted to like relieve some stress <laughs> really? from her and from me, just come on over and, you know, <laughs> dip them in your hand. You just kind of work them around and we'll both feel better after. Hmm. Do you so, climax from that? Well, if she's good. <laughs> most often they are not. They don't know what the fuck they're doing down there. Hmm. But, you know. Well, probably because there's one extra. I'm not used to that. It's true. They're not used to it. They're intimidated a little bit. You need two girls at a time. Now we're talking. Might have to sign up for that. Maybe that'll be the next Cucks Across America Mm. tour. We'll do that. Sister wives or something. Twins. Sister. Sister. What? Sister. No, brother. (laughs) Brother Cucks. Because the two husbands. Will be the cucks. Sister-in-laws you'll bang <laughs> and you'll cuck brother, like brother well, I just meant they're brothers in the sense that they're being cucks, not oh, actual brothers. Not actual brothers. But they both can sit in the corner and cry <laughs> while their wives, you know, they'll bond with their tears. my three testicles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Ian, when you were writing this outline, did you have any idea that this where this was going to go? I did not. You can't just throw out the word balls, pal, and just expect <laughs> us to not run with that. Especially three balls. <laughs> I mean, come on. Just opening up. Come on. Seal it up for us. <laughs> Eugene's book didn't get any exposure. Um, instead, early books by Donald Kehoe titled The Flying Saucers Are Real and Frank Scully's Behind the Flying Saucers got all the exposure. What Eugene was doing differently is that he was using theosophical lore and more cult-like ideas. Eugene focused a lot on beings from Venus. If we remember on Patreon, we covered Valiant Thor. He was the alien from Venus that the he worked for the U.S. government and hijinks ensued. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, Valiant Thor said his race of people from Venus were known as Venusians. Mm. So either someone used Eugene's ideas to influence that Valiant Thor story or Eugene was tapped into some super esoteric alien shit because his early publication specifically talks about Venusians. Was the Valiant story known back then? That wasn't known, right? That came out later. Yeah. 
Mm. I prefer visitors from Uranus much more than <laughs> the Venusians. I prefer visiting anuses. Do you? <laughs> so. I call them Uranus Ians instead of <laughs> Uranasians. Uranus Ians. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> we are. I think we got H bombed. <laughs> You're a new <laughs> Regarding Eugene's theosophical ideas, he specifically points to the 1871 novel The Coming Race by Edward Bueller Lytton. In the introduction to his pamphlet, Eugene said, quote, The elder brothers from space, the forces of the white brotherhood, are here in greater array than any time since man walked the earth. They have the answers. The clan pamphlet, or what were you talking about? Here? <laughs> Don't you, love that sentence. You hear the white brotherhood thing, like, wait, what? <laughs> what, what, what? That's literally what I did. <laughs> In all fairness, like, this was a last minute we were going to record this tonight, and I have not read the outline. Yeah, yeah. And like, I'm over here, like, just taking a sip of my drink, and you said that. And I was like, wait, what? Wait, what did you say? Excuse me? <laughs> we talked about this stuff before with Theosophical beliefs in madame blavatsky part of her teachings uh in her book the secret doctrine from 1888 focused on what she called root races root races being stages in human evolution she talked about polarians hyperboreans lemurians the atlanteans and then you get to the fifth one which is the arians and again you're like wait what (laughs) (laughs) are any of those things real polarians I've never heard those. I assume the Atlanteans are from Atlantis. Right. How her Aryan root race got manipulated into what we now know as the term Aryan. That's a, that's all for our conversation. Whenever we do a, our series on Nazis in the occult. Yeah. Right. Like that episode <laughs> coming. Come on, Ian. We've been waiting for four years. <laughs> but Madame Blavatsky and other theosophical writers didn't read The Coming Race from 1871 as a fiction novel. They interpreted it as 100% real. And the energy used by the ascended beings in that book was real energy. My head is literally spinning at this. (laughs) Well, and then you get into the conspiracy theories with the (laughs) occult stuff with, you know, the theosophical societies and then this real energy and, you know, there's conspiracy theories that that's how Hitler, you know, they were able to mm. have such advanced weapons and things like the rockets, Werner the Braun. V2 stuff. And yeah. All that. Werner mm. Braun was using Vril energy. Interesting. Well, good thing we brought him over here. <laughs> Don't even get started on that debate. People were all pissed <laughs> off on our thoughts on that one. Were they? Uh, there were some pissed off people. Yeah. On both sides? I can't remember what specifically. I think you guys said that maybe those people should be, would be better off dead. Mm. And people were like, we would have lost the cold war and that would have been the end of mm. it. Woo-hoo! USA, USA, <laughs> USA. <laughs> but I, I digress. I don't know. Yeah. I don't it know. was a while ago. What are you going to do? Not gonna make everybody happy all the time. Never. Not possible. We Mike. rarely do. We rarely make people happy. <laughs> you know what would make me happy? 
If you had two chicks rubbing three of your balls at the same time, <laughs> you know what? I think I'd be very happy. Thank you, Dave. I You're agree. welcome. I would like I'm looking out so for you. Send your resumes to uh, necronemonpod.com. Let me see a picture of your hands. So, just to make sure. You want little hands or like big hands? I, I'm open to all. I want to just see and okay. uh, maybe maybe one of each. I don't know. Hands with wedding rings. That's your preference, right? <laughs> it does add a little extra touch. <laughs> for darker painted nails, too. I don't want okay. light paint on <laughs> darker painted nails. Holla, holla. Hit him back. Thanks, Shaw. He gets it. <laughs> Oh, Jaggett. He knows. <laughs> he always knows. Weird. This is an uh, episode. <laughs> so Eugene said that the Venusians used Vril energy to power their technology. Using Vril energy, he said the ships are powered by a form of magnetic force and heavily armed with powerful ray weapons. Do you think the Uranus Ians powered their ships in the same way? <laughs> Probably. Probably even stronger because they're farther away. <laughs> stronger for real. Yeah. Super for real. <laughs> Those Uranus Ians are pretty fucking clever. <laughs> clever little bastards. Those sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> he said that their technology allows them to fly in any direction, suddenly reverse, hover, become invisible, change to a fluid state, and beam to wherever they want. He also said that the Elder Brothers, or Venusians, were behind all of our best ideas. He said, quote, Many of our scientists, musicians, poets, etc., have received much of their understanding from higher minds, both carnate and discarnate who have been drawn close and impressed upon their consciousness ideas, which they claim as their own. This intelligence originated in the higher spheres of consciousness and was given to them that humanity be benefited and civilizations lifted to more wonderful expression. So subconsciously, so our best of the best and brightest don't realize that these ideas have been given to them. They kind of think they're their own, but. They were implanted, sort of. Right. At least a seed idea. Yeah. Okay. Kind of like uh, the Venusians are just pulling the strings behind okay. the scenes. Puppet masters. Yeah. Eugene said that he personally had been in contact with these beings since 1930. First uh, in a field. Well, where else? Yeah, well, Billy yeah. Meyer also <laughs> met his uh, his alien handler uh, in a field. Interesting. Mm. Mm. Spoth, remember Spoth? Oh, yeah. like Santa Claus. Billy Meyer did all kinds of cool shit. Yeah, he went back in time and took that picture of a pterodactyl. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he certainly did. Was that also the one with the girl on the TV? Yeah. We had talking about fucking pushback. We had some of those fucking troll accounts coming after us for that one. Like, motherfucker, just use common sense. Jesus. For what one? The Billy, Billy Meyer. Meyer. Oh, because they thought the the one person was a supporter, and then we had they a were few, not happy. But yeah, like yeah, just came at. You even watched Square One, dude. I think I had audio of Billy Meyer back in town. Back in <laughs> <laughs> the pterodactyl audio he took back then. What that thing just said had more validity than anything Billy Meyer. <laughs> in my humble opinion. So yeah, Eugene met uh, met the Venusians in a field. In Santa Monica, Eugene described the being he met in this field and uh, in the crew saying, quote, 
Aramia is five feet, 10 inches tall, very dignified, solidly built, fairly broad through the shoulders. His hair is long and golden. The cheeks are pink, eyes large and blue. His chin strong. Sounds pretty fucking Aryan if you ask me. <laughs> Those theosophical <laughs> things. He has very <laughs> he has a very pleasing expression. He wears a tight fitting tunic of pearl shade pink with gold and blue trim. His command ship is from the planet Venus. The crew is composed of the Venusians from thirty six to forty two inches tall. They are well proportioned. Their skin is a light cream color covered with fuzz like hair like the down of a peach. Their eyes are large and blue with hair blonde to golden brows, fairly heavy arched, but little Venusians appear to be highly advanced spiritually, mentally, and physically being so pure in their thought. They seem almost angelic. Why is the crew so much smaller than Aramean Aramia <laughs> Aramia? Oh, you don't have an explanation for this, Ian? Come on. <laughs> answers. I want answers. You can't handle the truth. That'd be sweet if you had that clip. You want the truth? You can't handle the truth. You're goddamn right. I ordered the car red. Oh. So, uh, very Aryan. Straight up pulling from Manimal Voss. Oh, here. yeah. But the Venusians, you know, when they show up later in lore... You know, in the Valiant Thor thing, they're nothing like the Aryans. Valiant mm. Thor's got that like weird purplish tint to his skin. And stuff. Right, right. <laughs> um, he changed a little bit. Eugene said that women were part of the crew as well. Uh, he was what? What? <laughs> <laughs> this is not good for me. <laughs> <laughs> You mean as made, yes? Eggs <laughs> <Yeah>, mash. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Have you ever lost a job, had a bad breakup, or simply just felt stuck in life? Ever wish life came with a user manual, much like our cars or appliances do? Wouldn't that be great? Lost your job? Turn to page 63. Just got dumped? Turn to page 32. Feeling depressed? That'll be on page 104. Unfortunately, it's not that simple. However, BetterHelp Online Therapy is basically the next best thing. So the next time you're feeling stuck, why not check them out? BetterHelp therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient, secure, and accessible anywhere all done online. Therapy can have many benefits, be it learning new coping skills, self-empowerment, dealing with trauma, or even having a clearer mind. Look, everyone deserves to feel their best, and BetterHelp makes it easier to get started. They're the world's largest therapy service and offer all the benefits of in-person therapy, but are more convenient, accessible, and more affordable. After filling out a brief questionnaire, you'll be matched with a therapist, and from there, if things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist whenever you'd like. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. So get unstuck with BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com Necro. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Necro. He was introduced 
to a second in command of the ship. Uh, he was introduced to the second in command. Quote, this is Estralon, our second flight commander. She has a ship of her own. Eugene described her as being very beautiful and trim, standing five feet, four inches tall. Unlike Armia, she did not speak English and communicated with Eugene by telepathically giving him a tour of the ship. Astron said that they had a device that, quote, demagnetizes whatever the beam is directed on, which allowed it to be used to, quote, disintegrate any foreign objects that might interfere with our flight. But it could also be used as a weapon uh, against a hostile force. Another machine harnessed energy for propulsion and navigation, which Eugene said picks up the, quote, white substance, Vril, which they claim is more explosive than uranium. Very progressive ideas for 1930, having women on the ship. And more advanced than us, right? Yeah. They're Venusians, so, you know. Good for them. They probably had a woman president by then. They may have. And also Estralon sounds very reminiscent of estrogen. And I believe that's the origin of that name. (laughs) Estralon told Eugene that the secret of how their spaceships were built could not be shared with Earth because the people of Earth were, quote, so destructively minded. That's fair, I think. I think I could see an alien saying, yeah, we don't want to share this with them. (laughs) No telling what you uh, Earthlings will do. Dumb fucks. She said, quote, spacecraft have been making landings on Earth for many hundreds of years. There are many references to them in your ancient writings. She cited the lost cities of Mu and Atlantis as places that were used. She told him that there were secret civilizations, survivors of Mu living under the South Pole and rainbow people, another colony living on the dark side of the moon and another colony living underground not far from mexico city oh they're still there we can probably we'll probably talk about this episode like two years from now yeah when we cover to start covering (laughs) other things we'll be like eugene okay drake said that kicked it all off yeah i think he's like source material for a lot of the stuff that follows i think here's what i think eugene is and this is kind of wrapping everything up or like the final thoughts kind of thing but um I think that Eugene was such a obscure guy that people just saw his ideas and pulled from him. Like no one's ever going to remember this fucking guy. He's just some random dude. So great source material that people thought they'd never get called on. Right. Interesting. Eugene wrote about how the spike in UFO sightings happened due to our atomic bomb tests which, quote, disturbed the etheric atmosphere, penetrated lines of magnetic force, and spiraled up the other planets in our solar system. Um, The elder brothers did not love it (laughs) and would not allow, quote, civilization to be destroyed as it was almost during the struggle between the Titans prior to the sinking of Lemuria and Atlantis. (laughs) The pamphlet concluded with, Estralon and Aramia telling Eugene, quote, We space beings, your elder brothers, shall, if necessary, use powers beyond your knowledge to preserve the earth. Mark it well, your leaders of destruction. We shall move swiftly to purify the earth of your kind when the supreme commander gives us the command. That is fucking straight out of Harry Potter. <laughs> Don't give me that shit. Oh, my God. That's the fucking book of the Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> 
I don't I, appreciate these genocidal threats. Like, keep your intergalactic ass out of Earth business, fuckos. Yeah, don't come <laughs> here threaten us. and then fucking threaten us because we're not, you know, living up to what you're standing Yeah! Like, Woohoo! USA! <laughs> USA! USA! You tell them, Mike! Like, if this world, you know where the drizzling shits. Like, don't come here. What did you expect? We're not our good people. <laughs> like, what do you expect from us? Also, to just get in line and follow order? We can't all fucking agree on, you know, what's the best milkshake at Shake Shack or whatever the fuck it is. We're fighting over it's that. quite an stuff. analogy, but sure. Point taken. <laughs> What is Shake Shack? Do we even have one of those? I've never been to a Shake Shack. But is that one. a real thing? Yeah. Uh. I get supposed to be good, I guess. <laughs> He's on a roll. Let him go. <laughs> so Eugene, uh, Eugene continued to share his experiences in his next pamphlet, Life on the Planets, A Visit to Venus, uh, which was also written in 1950. Eugene started off by letting his readers know that he was not speaking of a physical journey. This was all uh, on the astral plane, like an out-of-body experience. He said that he was laying on his couch when Estrelon entered and led him outside to a huge spacecraft. Eugene told of his visit to Venus and interactions with the people, all of whom he said, quote, are kind and beautiful. The cities and homes contain furniture, material made from wood, light as plastic, with knobs made out of gold. <laughs> Sounds classy. You got gold knobs in your fucking crib? You are made of class. Pretty damn good. It's just so random. <laughs> Eugene was able to visit what he compared to as their version of a government headquarters, the Council of Elders. Then to a place called the Temple of Music. In the Temple of Music, he met etheric forms of basically ghosts of long dead musicians such as Liszt, Bach, and Beethoven. Oh. So the spirits of composers go to Venus. Yes. Oh. Like is Amy Winehouse there? That's pretty cool. Perhaps. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe she's drinking a milkshake from Shake Shack while just sitting there waiting for us. Probably got vanilla because vanilla is better than chocolate. This sounds like <laughs> that is not me taking my glasses off like Dave did. I'm not looking for a fight. I'm just making this. <laughs> this sounds like an atheist dream of what some sort of afterlife would be like, right? Like higher conscious beings running everything and taking the souls of people to their compound on venus or wherever the fuck it is yeah i guess so like yeah is that what atheists like i've never like what do atheists believe i don't know it just not seems that i'm not like i'm not trying to sit here and be like oh i believe in god and that's the way it is but like do atheists think that maybe there is something intellectually higher above or like something that that isn't maybe not atheists maybe i don't know like a like someone who doesn't believe in God, a science fiction writer, like what they would conjure up, like what they, their idea an of an afterlife, an kinda. not even maybe? an afterlife, just something beyond earth. Yeah. A happy ending when God doesn't exist. You know, why do we, but need this that? is what goes on. This is going to be a weird statement. Why do we need those happy endings? And I don't mean that in the massage sense. We all need those. <laughs> I mean, come on. What do you think Patreon pays for? 
Does it just make people feel better to know there's something else after you die? To think there's something yeah, else. Yeah, to sure. think. To th- well, in their mind, they know. Well, isn't that what all of religion's about? That's what exactly what I point. Yeah. Like, like, is it hard to accept that you're here for a short time and then that's it? I think it's very hard for people to accept. And you're gone. Oh, yeah. Very it's not hard. great to think about. No, I don't think about that. <laughs> I don't like to think about it. It doesn't bother me. I don't know what. I don't know. Maybe there's enough alcohol in me now, but. I don't know. It doesn't bother me. It's not the greatest feeling in the world, but it doesn't bother me. Like you don't know what's happened. Like that's it. You're just, you're gone. That's it. Hey, you weren't in pain before you were born. Like you just right. didn't exist. Yeah. Just like after you're dead, you're not going to exist. It's the exact same yeah. thing. So I think your best bet is just to leave the best mark you can on society and hope that that, you know, carries on. Be a good person. Absolutely. Still a very panicky yeah i mean i get it like you're not you nobody's wrong for thinking that but like we don't need to make up and i'm getting into a whole thing here i, <laughs> I was just trying to explain what i no, where, no, like I where i thought this guy was coming from when he's I, coming up with these I, ideas i took it on a different route I'm that's not fine you i'm just saying i agree it's a panicky idea though i mean i i get that but you don't know right like you're not it's not like you're being buried alive and it's like, oh, fuck. Like, That's a very a panicky situ- idea. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like you're here. Make the most of it. Enjoy your life. Make other people's lives better. And you did well. I think the thought of no longer existing scares a lot of people. For eternity. Like that. Never. I long yeah, for you that. You guys are kind of freaking me out. I <laughs> long for that kind of self-confidence to where like I could feel great about existing forever. Like, that's a different type of self-confidence to me. Like, I get it. Like, things are great. But, like, I don't need to be around forever. I, I have my place. I, have I, my I do. I have nowhere else to go. If I can become a vampire <laughs> tomorrow, I will absolutely take that option. Um, that's a level of self-confidence I do not have. Like, um, Sorry, fella. I'll make my I got place nowhere to go. On. Like, that's it. Let me be gone. Bye. You have my voice recordings. Listen to that. <laughs> You are what survives you, right? I do not get that whole panicky about death. Okay. Does not terrify me. Like, I don't want anything tragic, obviously, but like, hmm. the thought of death does not concern this me in the This went into slightest. an interesting direction tonight. Yeah. I don't know. I don't get it. You don't know you're gone. You're just gone. I push those thoughts out of my head because I agree with the slow panicky. Okay. I'll stop. But I'm just saying. Oh no! I mean, we can keep talking. Mm, about well, talk I, all night. I don't think people even want to hear us talk about like, that. Gets into some deep shit. <laughs> so yeah, he uh, he saw the ghosts of Liszt and Bach and Beethoven. Sounds like a great place, right? So far, so good. I would go there if that was an option. Sure. If they were like, "Oh, you're dead." Hey, by the way, Mike, it didn't work out like you thought. You're not gone. Here's your options. <laughs> I'm like, I want that Bach Beethoven room. Be great. Please. Yeah. Can I have some scotch? Maybe spring it by. Thanks. No ice, please. It'll be Venus scotch, but sure. I'll try it. Yeah. Give it a shot. Uh, then Eugene was taken to the temple of wisdom where he would learn his role in all of this. Eugene was told about their mission to set the people of earth on the right path. Quote, being here on the planet, you can be given information that will correct some of this misunderstanding. As John was selected for preparing the way for your teacher, Jesus. John the Baptist? I believe so. Well, you know what happened to him? <laughs> he got his head put, chopped off and put on a plate. This is another uh, nod 
towards Jesus being an alien potentially. What? I'd love to learn more about that. Eventually, Eugene started to publish messages directly from Aramia in a copy of Interplanetary News Digest. (laughs) 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 UFO publication. Read all about it. Read all about it. Would you subscribe to that? I want that. (laughs) They're so ridiculous. I want to get that magazine in the mail every week. (laughs) They're newsboys on the corner. (laughs) Interplanetary News Digest. Three cents. Read all about it. Get the little newsboy hats on. That's right. Fucking baggy. One of those Knickerbocker pants types. Is that what it is? Knickerbocker type? Whatever those, ba- you know, with the socks up to the knees. That's how I picture right, it. Right, right, Aramea giving out new truths. Read all about it. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, O people of Earth from the planet Venus. We of outer space wish to correct some of the statements being made by Earthmen. No earth people are being picked up by our craft in their physical bodies, nor using your terms being kidnapped. We are only picking up our own people whom have landed in certain areas. We operate from a higher dimension. In that density, our bodies are more solid than yours, but they vibrate at a considerably higher frequency. Were there abduction stories already? Like, what's this statement all about? I mean, he's already talking about abductions. Eugene was like one of the hmm. first ever talking about this kind of shit. I like to think that they were already taking people, but nobody said anything. So they were just getting ahead of the, yeah. the curve. Like, no, we didn't take anybody. Didn't you see that statement from two weeks ago? Yeah. Mm. Was he thinking ahead to Betty and Barney and things like this? is Very interesting. Good for Aramea. He's on the ball. We have taken people in their more refined bodies, the etheric that they might be acquainted with our mission, but none in their physical bodies. Such would have to be placed in a state of deep trance or suspended animation in order to withstand the terrific light and power which our craft generate. We are masters of the elements and use our minds and telepathic powers in a manner which earth people cannot comprehend. Oh, good for you! Or braggadocious, isn't it? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. That's how the aliens always are. They're always talking down. Yeah. Right. Like we're just stupid earthlings and they can step on us if they want to. Like they have a Death Star and they'll just explode our planet like Alderaan if they feel like it. Dude, you were just giving all the spoilers for Harry Potter. <laughs> During the coming months, a great deal of mischievous activity shall affect the psyche of Earth people emanating from dark magicians, former Atlanteans, and Myrians who went underground during the struggle between those two races during the last atomic age. As stated before, these are the ones who surround themselves with such noxious odors, who would confuse and deceive man into thinking they come from outer space. They're very cunning. They have considerable scientific knowledge and are able to use free energy to construct ships of this substance. We caution you to be on guard. Protect yourself by thoroughly checking all statements, all disc activity in the light of your creator. Keep up your prayers for peace and impress your leaders that only through peace can you survive. (laughs) Cocaine is a hell of a drug. So I feel like Eugene really has high hopes for the planet the people of earth and he has good intentions with what he's doing. I'm not sure. I believe that he met these Venusians, but he's also not 
you know, trying to scam people out of money. It doesn't seem like he's just trying to do good for the world. And he's like, well, people think this message is coming from uh, these people on Venus. Maybe they'll listen. I'm a fan of this guy. Yeah, he's not. He's, he's, got, not a good, he's got a good motive anybody. here, I think. Yeah. I like Eugene. He's very on par with like Albert Bender, who was writing his own UFO magazine, who kind of mm. birthed the idea of Men in Black. Yeah. No, no gimmick, no, tr- not trying to make any money, right, just putting right. out his ideas. I think he thought he came up with a way to to better the world. By could the, it, could it be a mental health thing? Possibly, absolutely, sure. Because there's theories on that with Albert Bender, with yeah. Men in Black, that you know, because he he pass out and sm- remember he would smell like a sulfur smell and then end up mm. passing out. Now, okay, that could be a uh, that was um like a symptom of certain seizures. Really? Yeah. So there was some thought to that with him. Hmm. Look, the stories I've heard in any uh, any other religion aren't any wilder than this story. So. No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying, you know, if we don't necessarily believe those ones, might not necessarily believe these, but at least maybe we can attribute this to something. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. By the mid-50s, Eugene's pamphlets were being carried across the U.S. by many UFO groups and magazines, such as Gray Barker's Saucery and Bulletin. In 1956, UFO publications that ran excerpts of Eugene's Golden Light pamphlets started to say things like, quote, he runs a flying saucer headquarters in Los Angeles. Eugene H. Drake, director of the Fellowship of Golden Illumination, photographs space creatures by infrared light and tape records their conversation. Drake claims to have toured Venus on a gravitonic sled. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) He kicks it up a notch with talking about pictures of UFOs and stuff. Later in another 1956 Golden Light publication, Eugene said that a building of worship, quote, has already been erected on the upper Joshua Desert. We have had several contacts with beings from space here. One room will be devoted to healing, art, light, music, water therapies, rejuvenation methods such as used on the planet Venus. He called this the Star Temple of Healing. Is it a real building? Uh, no. Oh! <laughs> In a word? No. <laughs> he talked about it like it was and he had drawings and stuff of this whole planned like compound thing. Really? Mm-hmm. Joshua, De- Upper Joshua, does De- is that like in Joshua Tree? Up in the desert in California? So that is? Yeah, I believe so. Hmm. I believe that's what he's talking about. It's all made up, huh? Interesting. Oh, yeah, there's yeah, there's no building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure there's no building. <laughs> Comes to the Necronomapod Museum, located in uh, just outside of Medina, Ohio. You'll find it right there. You can find Mike's third ball that was recently <laughs> removed. Yeah. It's all there. Oh, by the way, the building doesn't exist. <laughs> also, I'd never have that removed. Come on, pal. You don't know the sensation of three women sucking each of your balls. <laughs> Neither do you. Pal. It's got to be some kind of a record. <laughs> so in July, uh, Eugene spoke at Gabriel Green's The Amalgamated Flying Saucer Clubs of America which is cons- amalgamated. <laughs> okay. <I'm telling> you. <laughs> That's great. U- UFO names are absurd. 
um, which this is considered one of the first big UFO conferences, like what MUFON does every year and shit. We gonna go to MUFON one year? Maybe we should go one year, one of their conferences. That'd be fun. They were here a couple of years Can ago. Can we get press passes? Probably. I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be that difficult, right? <laughs> no. Yeah, I'd hope we'd be able to get some. I don't know. Well, this is uh, a duckling calling from Mike <laughs> Namapod from Cool Down Media News. Uh, I'd like to get our man on the, uh, our correspondent. And- we just want to be there. Like, we don't need to do anything special. We just want to be there to cover it. Yeah. All right. We're coming to MUFON sometime right. soon. They reported, quote, some 2,000 saucer fans get <laughs> gathered to hear the talks by contactees. There were tape recordings of messages from outer space. The religious flavor of the clubs represented is obvious by their names. Celestial Vehicle Investigation Committee, Christ Brotherhood Incorporated, Cosmic Circle of Friendship, First Christian Spiritualist Church, Fellowship of Golden Illumination. So all UFO cults. <laughs> Amazing names. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Eugene at the very end there, which there's no evidence that he had any followers or anything like that. There was no it's the one man show. Yeah, I think he for real just showed up to this thing and got his publication out there as a one man thing. Good for him. And on face value, everything seemed like he was possibly attempting to build a UFO cult or something along those lines or just coming up with a creative way to get his ideas out there. But, you know, it really never happened. We talked about how those, you know, there is no physical building. They could be blueprints of reality. I and mean, you just don't know. You don't mm-hmm. know what it was in his, in his <clears throat> mind. Um, but the last known issue of the golden light was published in May of 1962. And then Eugene just disappeared Researchers tracked down that Eugene died February 21st, 1973 in Los Angeles at the age of 82. Um, I mean, when he, he just dropped stopped. out of sight there, yeah, he was over 70 at that point. He might right? have just been like, I'm, I'm good with this. Yeah, like the main point of starting a cult usually is to fuck your members' wives, right? Like it would more times than not, so. based on the shows we've done, yeah. that's Fucking the main... wives and making money. Yeah, right? that's the main... Oh. reasons behind starting a cult and that was you know he probably passed his pre-viagra days like i think his window passed him by if if only he had blue chew right and See? only if we did we're not going to talk about blue chew though because they don't sponsor <laughs> us like i feel he was the real deal he wasn't trying to scam people and start a cult fuck members wives the I, real I, deal he, in the sense of just trying to make life better yeah not the real deal i guess but yeah. uh i don't know People a feel pure better. heart. Like, I think he was trying to do good in the world. Peacefully okay. putting out his message. Yeah. In whether, a way that he thought would maybe uh, get to the masses. Yeah. He's very, um, yeah, like I said before, very on par with Albert Bender. He's like, no one's going to listen to me, Eugene. But if the message came from the great Venusian Aramea and they took me to Venus <laughs> and I saw this cool shit. Right. Hey, people listen to me. I'm down. I like it. It's the message, not the messenger. Right. Sometimes. Sometimes. I think that's, that's, <laughs> not he, always, but sometimes. He's not Mr. Charismatic, right? Maybe. Yeah. Or he didn't think so. He needed a gimmick. He did. He used the gimmick. It didn't work, but he used the gimmick. It's fair. He's a really interesting guy. I mean, almost yeah. nobody really knows his name for the most part. Yeah. But Hopefully now they do. 
Speak his name. <laughs> he definitely uh, has inspired some UFO lore. Could be traced back to him. And it's interesting, too, just that uh, even like an, uh, an obscure guy like this that inspired some lore, his shit even goes back to Madame Blavatsky and all that theosophical stuff. Mm, yeah. Even in 1951, in the movie The Day the Earth Stood Still, uh, the alien... Klaatu said, quote, we patrol the planets in spaceships like this one and preserve the peace. If you threaten to extend your violence, this earth of yours will be reduced to a burned out cinder. Live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration, which sounds a whole lot like what Armia was telling Eugene the year earlier in 1950. Absolutely. That's good stuff. I like this story. Here's to you, Eugene. A for effort, friend. He tried his darndest. Yeah. Maybe if he would have made him Uranus Ians, the message <laughs> would have been better well received. I think it's probably safe to say, and maybe that's a new t-shirt we'll come up with, you know, just ain't Ian's. Uranus Ians. Ian's anus. It says <laughs> Uranus Ians. <laughs> well, it's fun. I like stuff like that. That's a cool story. Yeah, it was fun to read about. It's nice that this was like a UFO story and not a cult one because this very easily could have become a cult story. Yeah, it's could have got out of hand. It didn't, which speaks to the person. Yeah. Like we said, like you said, Dave. Yeah. Eugene, not a bad guy. I agree. Had a good heart. It's trying to help. Everybody ripped him off. Yeah, that'll happen, I guess. Yeah. Billy Meyer definitely ripped him off. Billy Meyer was a fucking goofball. He was ripping off everybody. He did not have a good heart, Billy Meyer. He certainly did not. Available in the archives. <laughs> um, Frank Strangis. He wrote the book on uh, Valiant Thor. Mm. He definitely pulled some shit from Eugene. And then the day the earth stood still, maybe. Even that's sure, sure as hell sounds like, it, like yeah. that same quote from Army. Did they use that quote in the Keanu Reeves remake? I, don't know. <laughs> I wonder. This is uh like our final thoughts. Like this is a this is a weird weird story. Like yeah, I don't know where to go with this one. Like it's just interesting. It's an interesting one. Interesting piece of American history and UFO history. Yeah, I like it. What would have happened if this would have caught on? Would be is I think the most interesting part of this. It could have been a religion. Yeah. Like yeah. It could have been like Scientology or something. Yeah, I mean, L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah, he was writing the same type of shit at the same time. Maybe worse. Maybe worse. Really, (laughs) like. But I mean, yeah, L. Ron was dabbling in the magic and occultism and writing wild shit. Same thing. Any other final thoughts? Anything else on this one? No, it's just fun. This yeah, that's a fun story. Yeah, definitely fun. It's nice to take a break after serious stuff all the time. Yeah, I like it. All right, what do uh, what do we got from Patreon, Dave? I got some shout outs. Nice, Stephanie Offner, Daniel Fit. We gonna get them terrorists now. Watch this drive. That's uh, USA. USA, USA, USA. Is it that Bush quote from when he was golfing? We're going to get them terrorists. Now watch this drive. That's what that is. It's, it's right. That's, what that is. <laughs> That's why it deserves a USA chant. Crystal Ramirez, Frankie Lloyd, Shauna G. 
And actually, actually, Shauna G got a Patreon account for her husband, Chris. So she requested that the shout out actually be for Chris. So Chris, here's your shout out. Oh, your lovely wife, Shauna G is also getting a shout out for her Patreon subscription for you. Well, I hope she bought two then. So, you know, you don't like sharing. You owe us 10 bucks. (laughs) (laughs) What a nice Christmas present. Good for Shauna to get that for Chris. Chris, you owe us 10 bucks. (laughs) Two subscriptions. Two shout outs, two subscriptions. Baylor crash. Manny Otis 4G 63T. That's a good one. Manch Makuchi, Manch, Manch, Manch Makuchi, Manch Makuchi. That's good. Colin Lissick, Jacob Lowen, Spring Jerk, Rachel Hoffman, Abby Black, Jake Norris, Ethan Milau, Milaf, Ethan Milaf, Jennifer Wilkening, Sabrina Bennett, Mercedes Blackwood, Ash Durr, Holly, Maggie, Colin, Bolbie Joe, Sarah Oliver, a firewife, Jill Cassert, Nick Pendolino, Tia, Bobby Elliott, Jasmine, Jasmine Jones, maybe Jasmine Jones if you had a typo there, Sarah MacArthur, Sarah Archer, suck my ass titties. <laughs> Fuck is that? Suck my ass titties. I remember seeing that one the other night come up on my phone. I'm like, okay. Started laughing. Sitting there high watching Monday Night Raw. She suck my ass titties pop up. Yeah, that's pretty much what happened. And I started laughing. Robert Nibel, Lily Barone. And this last one, let me see if I can get this right. Peter's Pecker poked a bunch of pickled pecker. How many pickled peckers did Peter's Pecker poke? <laughs> Isn't there a character limit on fucking Patreon names? <laughs> Certainly should be. <laughs> Certainly should be. Thank Jesus. you, patrons. Took that guy so long, much for your longer support. Longer to go with our screen name I did to put in your credit card information. <laughs> Ian, what do you got? Uh, for iTunes. I have one for Samantha Loves Dave. Hey! Oh, is she back? Samantha Loves Dave. How's oh, it going? She had some contenders recently. <laughs> We've been talking about her for the past three weeks. Yeah, nice of her to show up. <laughs> if you really love Dave, you'd have been back every week. That's just my opinion. Uh, Ember, Ashley Maybe, Kate the Great. I am hard in the slightest. <laughs> and Rebecca Pewitt. Thank you guys for the awesome reviews. All right, uh, Dave. All right, I got one military shout out tonight. Uh, Dominic Graham is in the Air Force. Thank you so much for your service. Thank you. Thank you. And I have a couple foreign shout outs. Necro Nam Nam from Canada. Queenie Forbes from Canada. And Kisa 20 from Ireland. Thank you so much for the great reviews. Appreciate your support. All over the world. All over the fucking world. Worldwide necro. You guys got anything else to add to this one? Uh, I hope people liked it. It's different for us, I think. It was a fun show. Yeah, that was real fun. At least you want to hear Mike and Dave get real drunk. It's been a good show, I would imagine. I'm 100% sober. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me too, pal. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one, I think. We got a December coming up. It'll be a good month. 
It's just interesting. I like, you know, yeah. need a break from all that true crime sometimes. These are fun. It's only so much death you can take. Exactly. This is true. I'm here for Eugene. <laughs> That's new shirt. I'm here for Eugene. Make this guy famous. We're going to make this guy the famous guy he should have always been. I think he deserves that. If you Google him, there's like nothing that comes up. <clears throat> That's really. not fair. Mm. Any pictures of him? Okay. Yeah. I want to make a shirt with his picture on it. How about that? I think it's all right. <laughs> I, I think if you want to find more of him, you can find him on our Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube at Necronomapod. We are also on Patreon.com slash Necronomapod. And uh, uh, go Spring. I don't know the exact link. Go to our link, it's on tree. link tree. It's on our website. It's on our link tree. Click to go to Spring. We have all kinds of sweet merchandise up there. More than just t-shirts anymore. There's some stuff. There's some other fun stuff. Yeah. And more cool stuff still to come. Uh, so check us out. As always, thank you very much for listening. All right, you guys ready for a cool down beer? Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>